Welcome back to uh, Cast Me to Hell. We have me, Seb, and me, Robbie. And this is our episode 41. And a new feature that we've wanted to do for a while. In fact, almost a year ago, I yep. think we first talked about... In fact, when we first started this, this was one of our original ideas and we never got to do it last year. We could have technically done it any other time of the year, but we never. Did. We decided to save it, the first one, to be a Christmas one. And it's called Make It Horror. And we wanted to do it as a little, uh, as a little stocking filler for Christmas Eve. We thought, what better way to end the year than with a new feature at the uh, the Cast Me to Hell Christmas party? <laughs> um, so we've just finished watching Home Alone. We've been, we've had a couple of beers, and we <laughs> well, ate a massive pizza. Yeah. Um, so we are. I mean, we haven't even planned this, have we? <laughs> no, no. So. Well, the- so the idea of make it horror and yes we're a little bit <laughs> we've had we've had the beers and whatever to make us feel a little bit yeah so um the idea here is that make it horror is where we take a film that isn't a horror film and we twist it so we'll talk you through the film like the original film except we will twist it into our own mind now this could be an absolute shambles because one, we've consumed alcohol <laughs> and yeah. things, and um, two, we have not pre-planned in any way. No, we haven't even spoke about a rough idea, have we? No, and our, we're this will either be great, and we'll come back to this feature, or we'll be like, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll either have to revise it a lot, or we'll have to just never do that again because of we've said things that are inappropriate <laughs> or we've just generally destroyed a classic film yeah, for people. Put a bullet in the head of the feature. Yes. So the feature, it might go horribly wrong. The reason we wanted to do it like this, there was just to kind of let it be a kind of free flowing. So anyone listening at home, you might enjoy because, you know, we've, we've had some drinks, we've had something. We just kind of want to go with the flow and see where it takes us. <laughs> There might be plot points that are just like, where the fuck did that go? Like you said at the beginning, this would, and they do, yeah, because we forgot. Yes. <laughs> um, it might be a disaster, but I think it could be a, a, a fun ride. Yeah. And if Cast Me to Hell is anything, it's a good ride. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good ride. <laughs> it's a good ride. That is uh, Cast Me to Hell, I think. Now, <laughs> it's not about the destination, it's about the, the journey. It's, it's about, about the, that riding. The lovely journey. Um, so for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, Home Alone is a 1990 American comedy um, by Mr. Christopher Columbus and written by John Hughes. Um, we all know it, star- it stars Macaulay Culkin in it, pre-drugs Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> pre-Velvet Underground and pizza Macaulay Culkin. Um, and it's just about a kid who gets left home alone what say. Um, and the hint is in the title. And Joe Pesci, of all people, because I thought it was Daddy DeVito. <laughs> and a guy, who, an actor, yeah. I don't... I was I surprised you couldn't remember that it was the Joe Pesci. Yeah. And he, but it, 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 he does seem a bit devito Maybe we recast DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> DeVito would be amazing, but I feel like Pesci, for a horror version, Pesci's actually even more better cast for possibly. Yeah, potentially. For, if we're making him a little bit more scary. <laughs> a bit more casino. A bit more Scorsese. Uh, yeah. Pesci. Now, the original was directed by Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Not Christopher, Chris Columbus. Chris, yeah. Who'd made things like Grem- uh, Gremlins. Yeah. Um, now, 
you know, because of Gremlins, he could probably he could probably still get to do the horror version of this too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if ours will be quite as lighthearted. We might go to some dark places. We don't know what ours is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, and that's fine. Um, yeah, we don't need to talk about the rest of the, those parts. We don't need to do the box office because we're not doing that <laughs> film. We're not doing a Home Alone special in that way. Um, now I'm not. We're not really gonna. We're gonna go through technically the plot, but it's it could be very <laughs> different. So the I guess the hope is that you you do know Home Alone because if you don't know Home Alone, I feel like this is gonna go right over your head. Yeah. Some of this because we're gonna twist it into the ideas that we've kind of come up with in our head of what it could be as a horror film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the more that we talk and slightly slur our words, the more thinking, oh my God, what have we done? Because uh, <laughs> I, I said to you when we started watching it, the opening of the film is the family around the table and stuff like that. Mm. And I said, it's mental because his, you know, Kevin McAllister's dad's got to be loaded to take that many people to France and live in that fucking house. Oh, yeah. So I said to you, it would be a cool idea if um, he was part of a cult and they had to kill one of their children. Like He's interconnected in this cult and every Christmas they have to give the kid as like a sacrifice. So that's why they leave Kevin behind on purpose. Keeping away some demonic cult, like a uh, Krampus yeah, or something like that kind of... Or keeping the money that they've got. Keeping them far away, yeah. No, so like I, I, I liked that as a little a building block for it. The idea that we've got, we've got a son who's related to a father who is possibly quite a demented person, yeah, demented kind of man, and we've got a cult element to this already. So we've got a cult element there. So his his father, the the intent here would be that one of his children is not on no purpose, but we're trying to make it so that he is left home alone on, on purpose. purpose. And that's what we renamed the film. Home Alone on Purpose. Home Alone <laughs> on Purpose. Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we got the, the, the McAllister clan there. So we've got We've got Dad and uh, Frank, his rich, uh, his uh, not so rich uncle, who's a stingy motherfucker. Yeah, follow that dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, um, and, and I think, I think another part of this, so if we're laying the groundwork here, I think Kevin. So Kevin, in our version, is he going to be a little? He is a little shit anyway. Yeah, but like, like how far are we going into him? Is he a little demented fuck, basically? And I think he has to be a little demented, <laughs> kind of like is he the hero of the story, or is everyone kind of a little bit <laughs> in the wrong? Because I feel like everyone's a bit in yeah. the wrong. But what I imagine it, I imagine it goes. The film mostly goes the same. We're set up for this kind of comedy where Kevin McAllister's has left home alone. The parents go off, you know, but we know that he's been left there for a sacrifice. And we're like, okay, like these people are going to come sacrifice this kid. It's got to, you know, that's got to, that's weird enough. <laughs> but when he's going through like the box and he's got the porn mag, like he starts beating it, you know, and, he, <laughs> and then he's looking through and he sees what else he can see. And then he finds what he thinks are cigarettes. So he starts <laughs> smoking them. But it turns out that it's laced with PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. where, and then this leads our young Kevin into some kind of like psychosis state. <laughs> he doesn't know what's real. He doesn't know what's real and what's fake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Okay, um, Home Alone. So we've uh, we've got our our policeman, our Joe, Mr. Pesci, Joe Pesci, who is standing by the door and he's a- asking everyone, "Hey, where's your parents? Where's your parents?" Things like that. As we're going around, we've got a dad who comes down the stairs, busy with all his children, almost as if he's choosing which one yeah. shall be the chosen one. We're gonna. Um, I think the. We've got all of that with the parents and the the, the cheese pizza and the mum who's, I mean, let's be there's a bit of a a, a bitch move, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to move uh, move him straight to the attic after just that. I mean, he was being a, he was talking back at her before, but, still. but he swung for Buzz, didn't he? he? Swings for Buzz, which would still happen in our one. Yeah. We want to show that Kevin is slightly, you know, deranged. <laughs> <laughs> no provocation, he just swings on Buzz. <laughs> that has to be removed oh, yeah. from the house. <laughs> so, um, so when we're talking about this, what else would we kind of? Ch- I think we would shift. We were talking before, and we kind of were like, well, could we shift it so that either the family never actually yeah. leaves? That was what I did. We had, wasn't it? The the, uh, the the family that Joe Pesci's part of, or but the family possibly never acted used, but I feel like that is now going to go against your cult idea that one child has to be sacrificed. Well, so it's almost like we've got two things going, two we can, we can have We can have two, two main plots. We <laughs> can have a B, an A plot, which is the cult, and him, Kevin's supposed to be being sacrificed, and then we can have the underrunning B plot, where Joe Pesci and the tall guy, and when I was at school, the rumour was that that was the tall guy, Marv, was played by Kane, the wrestler. You know? That's the that's what the rumour was. I, it's definitely not true. <laughs> but that was the rumour because he wasn't he had a masked at the time. Um you could have that they break into the house and and just butcher the family whilst Kevin is asleep. So <laughs> he sleeps through that. <laughs> so Kevin's Kevin's locked up into the attic by his mum, who's coming across as even more of a bit of a demented kind of bitch yeah. in this scene. Uh, <laughs> she tells her she hates him, that she doesn't love him, yeah. and he's a little shit. Um, and he is a spoiled little shit. Um, <laughs> so this is when Joe Pesci's there and sees that, oh, everyone's kind of there, everyone's going to bed. And uh, he knows that's when he leaves just before people are kind of like, oh, they've had their food this time out because he stands there for a very long time. He he says he's not even eight. necessarily gone even when they're eating pizza. No, he just stays there watching. He's still just watching everyone, scanning everybody, <laughs> looking for their weaknesses. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he like scans people <laughs> and, is, and like knows where their veins are. Arteries on, stuff, you know. <laughs> Maybe he gets some kind of sexual thrill from watching a family eat pizza. She's just become like a predator. <laughs> he is a predator under there. <laughs> he just, when he's done, he just presses his button and like a cloaking device activates. <laughs> he just walks out. This is all long before we've even got to like the pit that everyone actually wants to see in the film. This is the C plot. This is <laughs> before Kevin ever thinks about protecting his house or things like that. <laughs> Um, so Joe Pesci, predator, um, <laughs> dreadlocks. So we're saying that they are a subplot, but they are not the ones that have come in to take Kevin as the sacrifice. I mean, they could be. I don't know. Like, they I was just freestyling. Like, I'm, th- I'm thinking that they've come in to take Kevin as the sacrifice, 
But this is the little, so uh, we'd add in a little moment where the, the, the dad, because he kind of ignores him kind of thing, maybe takes him <laughs> takes him away as if, what are you doing here? Yeah. This is not the time, like things like that, while he's been scanning with his yeah. little predator. <laughs> he's Joe seeing, Pesci, predator. He's seeing them in like heat sensor vision. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci, he, he's both a predator and a sexual predator yeah. in this film. Um <laughs> The dad said to him, taking him to one side, this is too soon. You can't do this. We've got to get, <laughs> we've got to get, you, you've got to wait until, until later. He, he's already in position, but you can't take him yet. Yeah, you can't take him. <laughs> and now this is where I think that he goes out to Bob. And this is where we find out that actually Joe Pesci thinks that he should be in charge of this cult. He ah. wants the money. He wants the house. So we he have wants a, all of this. a D plot. And well, <laughs> we've got, I feel like if you're adding plots. <laughs> no, you're adding. That was a plot point you added. Yeah, but this is still part of the same B plot. Oh, okay. So it's part of the B plot. <laughs> We're then. building on this. We're building on that. But the reason <laughs> the family never makes out of the house is because he decides he's going to usurp the leader, <laughs> yeah. his father, and he's going to. Oh, what? He's going to kill. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's going to kill um, the father. Yeah. And with that a kind of red wedding way, <laughs> he's going to kill the whole family. Oh, so we get a fucking update. You are. Your organisation will restart your devices. Okay. All right, we'll just do that and then hopefully we can stop it before. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Otherwise, this episode's coming out in two parts. <laughs> Maybe it has to. A little two parter. <laughs> Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. There we go. We're having a little technical issue. Just as <laughs> Rob is kind of updated. We might just have to really quickly go through this film. No, no, we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll come on before and then we'll stop it and do a part two. <laughs> I would just release them both at the same time. Yeah. Part one and part two. Yeah. It's fine. The time might be <laughs> crazy anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about that subplot? I think that, that works. You've built on your cult, but got... the father is no longer going to be the main thing. Yeah, no, I like factor it. Into it. It works well. Okay, then in this case, because there is one little plot hole that we noticed in Home Alone in the beginning, because she says that the little brother, who I believe is Rory Culkin, his actual yeah. brother, is going to be staying up with him in the uh, attic. Yeah. And that he always wets the bed and stuff like that. But we never see any reference to that. And Kevin wakes up alone in that room and stuff like that. So it's never implied that actually he ever makes it into that room. Yeah. Which I think strongly goes into my idea, even though, yes, yes, we see the family do stuff. But we're going to say that all of the parts where the family are rushing to the... Is cut. Is cut. But not cut. Or it's just a, a dream sequence. It's yeah. His, <laughs> we get some quick shots in his head. Kevin imagines all these things, that they're gone, that they're thinking. That's it. He creates this in his head, and that's because up in that attic, I think we're going to change that around. I think he the PCP is coming out earlier. The PCP? I think, no. I think Buzz has a secret hidden chest, yeah. but it's actually hidden up in their attic. And also, so he smokes this PCP, <laughs> but then also... PCP is very important. Yeah, well. PCP is very important. <laughs> but then also... There's asbestos in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, he's, he's a pretty fucked up child. Yeah. He's smoking the PCP. There may be a poisonous tranche around. <laughs> yeah. There's asbestos in the ceiling. His... And he's just a generally, he may already be from a very dark father anyway. So there's darkness in this boy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, his, his, his mama, his mama, his mama. <laughs> 
His mama don't his love mama him. His mama don't love him. <laughs> so you know, he he he's already created. We've got we've got some kind of building of an arc of this. Yeah, point. we've got a Dharma in the making, <laughs> haven't we? So so he's already in a dark way. So that's why his mind would go to very twisted and dark places later. It is implied with a a scary look towards the screen. <laughs> yes, as he stares, just, just, a, just a mindless stare. He does the Kubrick stare. <laughs> he's just staring off into the distance, into that mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um. And what he does is he's got a razor blade, and he just put. And we don't know if this is real or not because it kind of has this wobbly effect. We're so unsure of. And the whole thing, I think, what works with this version is the whole idea is, I think that we should be. We don't know whether the real version yeah. happened, whether the dream part is actually what's reality's happening, or whether the fake version. Because yeah. he's on PCP, this kid's high <laughs> as fuck. But what he happens is he's in the mirror and he just make gives himself. The Joker smile, <laughs> and then it just cuts to the next scene, and there's no mention of these scars or <laughs> You know, I absolutely love. So, uh, the way we do these episodes is we live stream. Them. Yeah, and what I love is we've we've had a few people enter the studio. So, hello, anyone who's entered the studio. But um, <laughs> what I love is that someone's come onto this thinking they're going to listen to him. Yeah, they're like what the fuck are you on about? Uh-huh. He just cut Joker cheeks into himself. He just literally got blood pouring down yeah. his face, and he's still mindlessly staring. Yeah, like nothing has changed. It's very a twenty four as well, just oh, for yeah. this one section. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually weirdly, I'm now envisioning the this entire sequence as a twenty four because it melds well into the old, uh, uh, the old midsummer like parents killing yeah. themselves, the family dying at the beginning. And maybe so. This is when the 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 bandits enter the house. Yeah. And this is when they plan to usurp the father. Yeah, they so try he's, to usurp. So the reason he survives is because he's up in the attic and they don't think anyone will be up in the attic. I mean, Joe Pesci's character may have overheard that, but he doesn't know. He he's doesn't, not so. He cares so he, not. And, and they've got a lot of people to kill. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going for a very, instead of a rush, run around to the... Rush into the airport. Instead, we've got Joe Pesci... Rushing around the house, killing people. Yeah, <laughs> in like I think I think we should have just like I don't know. Do we just follow Joe Pesci on like one shot? Yeah, it's like a one. <laughs> As he shot. like makes his way through the room. <laughs> it's really John I feel Wick like style. Joe Pesci is a a baseball bat kind of guy or something like that. John Wick know. style, man. It's, it's one shot. He's rolling <laughs> He's around going... all sorts of weapons to kill. <laughs> Kill this I mean, whole family. John Wick style, but it's got to be like I know he's gory, but we've got to have some more. Like we're gonna have some gruesome cuts. Oh like, yeah, John Wick, but we're gonna see like the violence. Like, uh, so I think yeah, he he rushes in. He's got all of his stuff. He's got it's him and my and my is my is it my Marv Marv. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just started doing Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, it's mine coming McFly. soon. Mine McFly has just went into my brain. Yeah, um, the Marv, him and Marv. <laughs> At this point, he's just called Joe Pesci. He's just called Joe Pesci. <laughs> he's, he should be Harry, but I just keep. I didn't know. Yeah, we called him Joe Pesci. It's Harry and Marv, but um, yeah, apparently he's Joe Pesci. Um, so yeah, so they they make their way up the stairs. Everyone's sleeping soundly in their beds, and this is where they start. So is it is it Harry, uh, Harry and Marv going to go in about uh, different ways? Like you've got Joe Pesci's is more the John Wick, whereas Marv's kind of a bit more the, still the clumsy character. Of it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He's, he's killing people. He's like clumsily all... killing them. Oh, God! <laughs> you know, like he's he's trying to get like a pan off of like, the hob and he accidentally flips like hot boiling oil all over someone. Oh, God! 
feel, I feel like we're taking the seriousness out of this horror film now. No, it's a mix. This would be very... Well, it's a horror comedy. Yeah, it's, it's a right. horror comedy. <laughs> and there's a lot of eroticism to come. <laughs> yeah, I guess in my head, it was more that he was just struggling to kill someone. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't gone Benny Hill. Yeah, I was at it like... <laughs> like they're running around. They're yeah. The Scooby-Doo yeah, where he's chasing, chasing through this giant house and the same things were repeating as, yeah. as Marv runs through the hallways after yeah. one of the children. I think the one, uh, Pete Warren. Yeah, Pete Warren, <laughs> that one. He gets, he that dude, that one dude with the glasses who looks like our mate Pete Warren, he gets like, <coughs> and this is where it goes brutal, but Joe Pesci. I think he, I think he should, he, 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 he hears a noise and he walks out into the hallway to see. Yeah. He's the one of the few that's like, oh, I heard a noise. He walks out just to see what's going on. And then Joe Pesci goes into like x-ray mode, like in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he uppercuts him, he sends him flying into the air, and he grabs his leg whilst he's in the air, and he throws him down onto the ground. And then and you see like the x-ray of his ribs breaking. And then you see Joe Pesci spin around whilst he's got his leg, and he just chucks him through the window as we see that in x-ray. And that's in slow motion, the whole shot. Just brutal. Everybody else's death has been like quite quick, <laughs> apart from this one dude, and it's like dragged out. <laughs> I feel like it was it was John Wick, and now it's got more. Co- I feel like how is that going to be quiet at all in this house? <laughs> this house is filled with like twenty people, and you've just slammed him against the floor, uppercut him, broke his ribs. So he's probably screaming, <laughs> throwing you out the window. Like, he needs to be like. He needs to be like killed off, like as in like he goes up and just like slits his throat and like holds his mouth like dying. No, <laughs> make the most noise you can make for the first kill. You still got so many people to kill, and the whole family's now gonna like what? Well, that's it. It's just like that's what that's what sets it off. Just that one scene, and then. The family are just like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And then one of the family looks. At, really? One of the family looks at the uh, like looks at the camera and goes, "Death's going to height." <laughs> and then it just cuts to them again. I mean, it stays in tune with the Looney Tunes cartoon style. <laughs> but I feel like you're taking it a bit farther. So no. I'm just gonna go as I said. This is not planned. So all of this crazy shit that's coming out right now. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say, yeah, that's fine. All right, there we go. It's what happens when you have two writers. Yeah. <laughs> on different wavelengths. But they both get to keep their part of the story. Um, well, in which case, if all the family are flooded out, I feel like we need to do some kind of ghost ship style like. Yeah. As in Joe Pesci pulls out a samurai sword <laughs> and just runs through yeah. the hallway. And you see their bodies getting like halved. You see their guts fly out across the room like blood splattering yeah. out the walls. Proper, like, almost like, I don't know, like a classic Japanese or even a bit like Kill Bill style. Yeah. Like, just blood pours out. Mm-hmm. You see the guts drop out of the ginger one, the one that looks a bit like me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, some people don't die that easily. Obviously, um, Buzz. Daddy. Daddy ain't going to die that easily. Well, Daddy's got to be, he's got to have like a short action scene at the end. You know? <laughs> we're, now into, we're now into family comedy horror and action <laughs> Honestly, yeah more like so you know buzz kind of like gets like two knives out and gets taken down quite quickly 
But when it gets to the dad, it gets a bit like Matrix when they're fighting. And then, because they know each other, I'm assuming, you know, so we have this like meeting, you know. Is there any chance you've been watching Keanu Reeves' film? No, I actually haven't. (laughs) But they have this like Matrix style fight. And then Joe Pesci just kind of like, you know, like Tiger pulls the dad out the window, (laughs) you know? That would be class. <laughs> this is this is what's part of the fun. This is what I thought would be fun about this is the fact that you've just got so fucking like crazy with it. And in my head, like I said before, like my head was just them going into the rooms and like like one room at a time silently like slitting throats or getting a baseball bat and just like <laughs> actually the, crushing their yeah. head into the bed. But that's the thing. I've just said that all this happens, and then I'm just like, how is Kevin not going to know that the next day? <laughs> Rob is the wild card here. Eh? Yeah, I'm the wild. He's card. already made it clear that he's now the wild card of <laughs> yeah. like what makes sense in the film. He he's the he's the exec he's the executive. He's like he's like the executive. We were talking. I can't be, gotta go Spider Man because we were talking about it before. Oh, he's man. the executive in Spider Man Three that was like, you know what, this film is yeah. a dancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are that kind. Of I thing. am. You've just basically done John Wick and The Matrix <laughs> instead of. What it should have been, because this is horror, it should have been, I don't know, Halloween kills in Friday the 13th, or, you know. Yeah, but Making his way one shot through the house, literally butchering people. (laughs) Harry and Marv. Marv, like, still killing one person, while while Harry's literally butchered, like, so many. Like, he's slit their throat open and, like... Well, that slits can... their throat open, grabs their grabs their jaw and their neck, and pulls it apart, and then pulls <laughs> out their neck, and that, just like to be extra brutal. And that could still happen. We just have to have the two key scenes <laughs> that I've introduced. Totally, it'll be all over the place. But it, that's our so, vision. This is this is what happens. So basically, they walk up the stairs, and as they do that, they start making their way through the rooms one at one. Like I said. Throat's ripped open, torn apart. He's literally trying to kill them in the most brutal way he wants to kind of thing while still trying to keep it silent. So, like, covering mouths and then literally, like, just continue to stab their eyes out until they're dead yeah. kind of thing. He gets a baseball bat and he literally takes it to Frank's head. <laughs> yeah. Frank tries to get out of bed and he literally crushes his skull and he just continues to go while the wife's... While that, while Marv holds the wife trying to strangle her to death yeah. in a much nicer way than he's doing, <laughs> while the wife watches on as his head gets crushed, and I believe something like that actually happens in a film Joe Pesci's in Casino or something like yeah. that, where he watches his brother get brutalized. So it's basically a wink. It wink comes around. There you go. Yeah. It comes around in a wink, wink. He's made his way through many other okay, sisters. Let's end this just because we got the update. So this will be, this okay. is part one. This is part one, and part two is so out. So we're just going to stop there for a moment. <laughs>